we present Institute, Destitute, Substitute, Part 1 by Nigel Banks. Blow winds and crack your cheeks. Rage. Blow. Oh, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> Poor naked wretches, wheresoever you are, that by the pelting of this storm, uh, something, something, <laughs> defend you from seasons such as this. Oh. Can't even remember Lear's words now. Come on, Rainer, pull yourself together. Ah, now. Is this a village hall I see before me? Any port in a storm? In, fellow, there, into the hovel. Keep thee warm. Hmm. Lights are on, but nobody home. I wonder what's in here. Ah, one large meeting room, local community for the use of. And, of course, plenty of plastic institutional chairs. As if I haven't seen enough of those in my time. Still, beggars can't be choosers. My weary bones will be glad of the rest. That's better. <coughs> oh, the bellows aren't in good shape. Must take advantage of a warm room while I can. Hmm, better get this wet coat off and dried out. Ah, I'll do it in a moment. Just need to rest a bit. Ah. Who are you? What are you doing here? Uh, uh, uh. Oh, uh, um, just a passing stranger having a bit of a rest from the elements. You can't stay here. This hall's always booked for us. Second Wednesday evening every month between 7 and 9.30... Patricia Blenkinsop, our secretary, always block books it at the start of every year, so you'll have to make yourself scarce, I'm afraid. I see. And for which august body am I to make way, dare I ask? The W.I., of course. Ah, the German Jerusalem Brigade. Oh, that's such an outdated tag for our organisation. I do wish uninformed people wouldn't keep using it. Pity. I'm very partial to scones with homemade jam. Mr Blake certainly had a way with words. So, no cakes and ale this evening, then? Ale? Certainly not. Sorry, a literary reference. I meant you're not serving up the traditional tea and confections for which the WI is so renowned. Well, yes, obviously we will be having refreshments during the course of the meeting. Linda Matthews is bringing her lemon drizzle cake tonight. Oh, to die for. One first prize in the regional baking competition, light sponge category. 
And I've made my coffee and walnut cake, which always goes down well. One of my better efforts, even though I do say so myself. Gave a slice to hubby for him to sample and he gave it the thumbs up. Always been my sternest critic. Anyway, never mind all that. You won't be having any because you won't be here. Now, would you kindly be on your way so I can get this room ready, please? Could I just stay a bit longer? Please? I promise I won't get in the way. I'll just sit in the corner. Or I could give you a hand, if you like, shifting the chairs and that. I'm perfectly capable of doing it myself, thank you. I have a set routine. Of course you do. I beg your pardon? Uh, nothing. Not important. Right. Well, chop chop, shift yourself. <clears throat> oh, well, no room at the inn. Suppose I'll have to brave the elements. Was it still throwing it down when you came in? Slackened off, thank goodness. <coughs> I, I say, is everything all right? I'll be fine. I get a bit short of breath sometimes. Old age catching up with me. What time is it? Just gone half six. Left it a bit late to get my domestic arrangements sorted out for the night. Uh, well, there's a B&B a hundred yards away at the end of the village. Alice Sowerby usually has vacancies midweek at this time of year. She may well do, but I fear funds will not stretch to such palatial accommodation. So where will you spend the night then? Why is it you could never find the blessed thing till it's too late? You have one sweet message. Oh, I can't make out what she's saying. Signal's very iffy round here. I'll have to call her back. Hi, Norma. Sorry, I couldn't find my flipping phone in time and then your message was indecipherable. Terrible signal as usual. Can you hear me? Great. So, what, what was it you wanted? Remember the what? No, I haven't. I'm already at the hall setting up. You know me, Norma. Always like to be too early rather than too late. Yes, well, I have been a bit busy today. I do have a day job, unlike some people. No... No, I'm not suggesting retired folk are lazy, not in the slightest. No, I'm not suggesting retired folk are lazy, not in the slightest. It's just that I seem to get lumbered with a lot of the donkey work. Anyway, it's not as though it's vital for tonight's meeting. It'll do for the next time. Yes, Judith's picking him up at the station and then driving him here. Well, you're going to entertain him with a glass of sherry in the anteroom while we get the business part of the agenda out of the way. And then you can bring him through so Judith can formally introduce him. Well, he's going to divide his lecture into two parts so we can have the refreshments in between and he can do a bit of mingling. Yes, I'll get the projector and screen set up once I've done the chairs and put the urn on. No, I'm on my own here. Well... Apart from an unexpected interloper. Oh, never mind. I'll tell you later. Okay, right. Yes. Fine. See you soon. Bye. Bye. <sighs> Tiresome woman.
Trouble in paradise? The Lord preserve us from folk with too much time on their hands. She's well-meaning, but really... And talking of time, I need to get on with setting up this room and you must be on your way. Ah, yes. The unexpected interloper has to be evicted. You never did tell me where you're going to stay tonight. That's because I don't exactly know at this point. Ah, I get it now. You thought you'd camp down here for the night, didn't you? Guilty as charged. This isn't a DOS house, you know. It's an amenity for the whole community and we have very strict rules as to its appropriate use. There was a big to-do last month with the badminton club, shuttlecocks up in the light fittings and a sports bra left in the toilet. How terrible. The men's toilet. Goodness knows what had been going on. I told Angela Wilford the committee should ban them for three months minimum. But the vicar wouldn't hear of it. Enjoys his badminton evenings too much. Still... He's at least agreed to police the behaviour of the other members, so we don't want this place being used as a hostel by any passing... Interloper? Indeed. And would your sporty vicar echo that sentiment, do you think? Of course. Uh, Interesting. Why? Well, I was just wondering how he squares that sort of philosophy with the Good Samaritan ethic in the Bible. I'm not a religious man myself... But the idea of charity towards one's fellow beings has always resonated with me. That's not fair. Greg is an extremely kind and caring man of the cloth. Greg? Don't tell me. One of the new breed. Probably wears sweatshirts with his dog collar and goes in for group hugs. Certainly not. He does play fast and loose with the liturgy on Sundays. But then I am a little old-fashioned when it comes to these things. But he has thrown himself into the life of our village community since he arrived last year. He's been a real breath of fresh air. Good for him. My father always told me that sarcasm is the lowest form of wit. I'm just taking these things through to the kitchen, and when I return, I shall expect you to have... Melted into air, into thin air. What? You don't have come out with some strange things. Oh, who is it now? I need to get on. Oh, no, not her. Hello, Sylvia. What can I do for you? Yes, I am sorry about that, but I dashed out of the house in such a hurry to get down to the hall that it completely slipped my mind. You're not desperate for it, are you? Well, I can always post it through your letterbox next time I'm passing. Otherwise, it'll just have to wait till next month's meeting, I'm afraid. Look, I'm in a bit of a hurry at the moment. I've still got to get the hall set up. We can talk about it later. Okay, right. See you soon. Bye, bye. I can't wait. More trouble in paradise? What did you forget? Gorsuch ructions. Out of interest. If you must know, it was the prize for last month's edible flower competition. Sylvia Blacklock won it with her frosted marzipan red rose. I thought I had a good chance with my narcissus made out of royal icing in two colours. But it was not to be. I think it was her use of cochineal for the red colouring that swung it. Brenda Phillips, who was judging, said it was eye-catching and flamboyant. I just thought it looked garish. And pray, who is Sylvia? What is she? I beg your pardon? Is she kind? Is she fair? You're at it again. It's Shakespeare. Oh, 
him. I could never get into him. Probably down to bad teaching in school. But no, kind and fair are not words I would normally associate with Sylvia Blacklock. She's a besom, as my granny used to say. That's maybe why I accidentally on purpose left her prize at home. Make her wait for her undeserved spoils. What did she win? A ten-pound voucher for Humes. Humes? The garden centre. She hates gardening. Serves her right. Mind you, they sell all sorts in there, so she'll probably spend it on some useless gigor to add to her ornament hoard. Good job she likes dusting. She's definitely OCD in that department. I've seen her get down on her hands and knees with a pair of tweezers to pick up a tiny piece of carpet fly. Oh, get a life. Yes, well, must get on and you need to... I know. Be on my way. If you're playing for sympathy by staging a coughing fit, it's not going to work. I've asked you politely to leave, and if you don't comply, I'll be forced to summon the police to evict you. That's a bit of an overreaction. Doing you any harm? Uh, Sorry, yes, uh, I've had a bad day at work. I dare say. There's no need to take it out on me. My day hasn't exactly been a roaring success either. And at least you've got a secure home to go to. And a warm, comfy bed to sleep in. For which my husband and I have worked hard to be able to afford. Not scrounging benefits or begging on the street. My husband and I? Who are you, the Queen? Certainly not. I'm no defender of inherited wealth and privilege. At least we have that in common. But I don't agree with the nanny state either. I think people should take more responsibility for their own lives and not expect free handouts all the time. Here endeth the party political broadcast for the nasty party. I voted for the Greens at the last election, actually. Now that I would not have predicted. Just goes to show you shouldn't make snap judgments about people. Hmm. The words kettle, pot and black come to mind. What do you mean? Oh, not again. What is it this time? Judith? Is everything all right? Oh, dear, that's a nuisance. Yes, let's hope it's not serious. Okay, well, I'll wait to hear from you. No, don't worry, I'm sure it'll be fine. Right. Bye, bye. Not good. Yet more trouble in paradise? The train bringing our... Guest speaker has been delayed. No clear indication of when it's going to arrive. That's all we need. Who is your speaker, if I may make so bold? Dr Miles Addison from the Archaeology Department at Manchester University. He's a cousin of one of our members. She persuaded him to come up and talk to us about the recent discoveries of Roman and Viking artefacts in this area. Sounds fascinating. Uh, To some folk, maybe. Not really my cup of tea. Be lucky if I can keep my eyes open. Had a hell of a day at work. But it makes a change from talks about crochet patterns or 100 things to do with a courgette. (laughs) Now then, I hope you're not going to lower the tone with cheap innuendo. Perish the thought, good lady. However, it does beg the question of this wonderful new go-ahead version of the WI you were peddling to me earlier. Sounds very much like it always was when my dear old Ma was a member back in the 60s. 
At least tell me you did a nude calendar like those girls in Yorkshire. You know, the one they made the film about. No, we certainly did not. I never thought that was a good idea in the first place. And then allowing it to be turned into a film, so degrading. All in a good cause, though. Plus, it opened the door for many other inventive fundraising schemes by other charities. Oh, yes, it did that all right. I just thought it was a cheap and undignified way to chase publicity. These days, the end always seems to justify the means if you say it's all in a good cause. Always helps to be a trailblazer. So it must have raised your profile. Boosted your membership? Not round here. This branch was in danger of folding completely. Only a handful of stalwarts left. It was the building of the new housing development in 2009 that saved it. Big influx of young professionals wanting the rural life, but within easy commutable distance from the city. We moved here a couple of years later. There wasn't an awful lot going on in the way of a social life. The pub had closed down. I came in here to vote once and saw the poster for the WI on the notice board and decided to come along to a meeting and see what it was like. And you've been coming ever since. Yes, well, it helped me to get to know folk here and make some new friends. Gives me a focus as well as taking my mind off work. Which is? Hospital administrator. Not easy these days with the cutbacks. Indeed. What about you? What about me? Work? I'd uh, rather not talk about it. Which suggests you're either an undercover agent or one of the 1.36 million unemployed in this country. Ah, my secret's out. Now I'll have to kill you. Not funny. No, I didn't raise much of a smile when I was made redundant. Forced out, more like. University was looking for ways to save money and I was an easy target. They'd appointed this new HR woman to rationalise staff dynamics, to use the current euphemism. She called me into her office to tell me my services were no longer required and then offered me this derisory payoff. Apparently, I could have taken my case to a tribunal, but was told, not very politely, that given my poor attendance record in recent years, I wouldn't stand much of a chance. So, better to take the offer and save everyone's time. Sounds like good advice. The number of pointless tribunals I've had to attend. But everybody knows their rights these days, so you have to go through the charade. Oh, you'll prefer a return to the good old days, presumably. No employment protection, healthy working conditions, sick pay. Or going the whole hog and take away our voting rights, starting with women, as they were the last to be granted them a century ago. Of course not. Don't be ridiculous. Just flying a kite of innoxious hyperbole. Don't take it to heart. Well, I mightn't if I knew what it meant. You seem to enjoy talking in riddles. I take pleasure in being able to express myself using refined, literate language, if that's what you mean. Oh, get you. Uh, you prefer to call the proverbial spade a shovel, I presume. Yes, I flipping well do. All right. Try this on for size, then. My wife died of pancreatic cancer three years ago. I had to watch her suffer an agonising decline through bouts of pointless chemo and radiation treatment, the side effects of which were often worse than the disease itself. I had to take time off work to take her to hospital and then become her full-time carer. The university was sympathetic to begin with, but after the regime change, it was made clear to me that I was surplus to requirements. The tribunal would have taken that into consideration. A decent union rep could have got you an enhanced redundancy settlement, if not a reinstatement. If I'd still been a union member, maybe. 
I had a falling out with it some years ago and withdrew my membership. Short-sighted of me, probably, but I don't think the union could have done much to help. The university wasn't going to run my specialist course the next academic year anyway. Not much call for medieval and Elizabethan theatre studies in our wonderful postmodern technology-obsessed world. Yes, well, it's not the sort of thing I'd be signing up for, so I can understand the need for the university to rationalise its resources. Could you not have offered something more relevant? Ah, yes, relevant. You mean something like the deconstruction of the pop video? Or the socio-economic impact of the soap opera. (laughs) You may laugh. Those course titles, or something very similar, were actually on the curriculum. Not really me. Yes, I can see that. Um, But what I don't get is how you've ended up here. (sighs) My old fault. I was never any good with money. Shirley always used to take care of all the practical side of things. After she died, I fell into a deep depression and got myself into debt. That's when I stupidly allowed myself to be ripped off by one of those financial scams. They took me to the cleaners and I had to sell the house to repay what I owed. What about family or friends? Couldn't they have helped out? I don't have anyone, really. Now Shirley's gone. Nobody close. No children? A son from my first marriage. He emigrated to Australia years ago. Haven't heard from him in ages. We were never close. I've probably got grandkids out there I've never seen. That's too bad. You got kids? No. Uh, I couldn't have any. We did talk about adoption, but it never came to anything. Both of us were focused on our careers, so we put our energies into those and having exotic holidays. We both love to travel. I've got cats instead. I suppose they're my children. I would like to have a dog, but with us both out at work all day, it wouldn't be fair. Maybe when I've retired, I... Talk about wishing your life away. No, you're right. Best foot forward, count my blessings, or whatever mindfulness cliché you can come up with. Lord, is that the time? Folks will be starting to arrive soon, and I haven't got the place ready yet. Too busy yakking with you. So, if you don't mind, could you be on your way, please? Right. Would it be acceptable if I used the facilities before I go? Oh, yes, of course. The gents' is second door on the right down the corridor. <coughs> I, I say, what's wrong with your foot? You're limping. Oh, just blisters. Occupational hazard for the itinerant. These shoes were kindly donated to me when my old ones gave out. They're a bit tight. There's a first aid box in the kitchen. There'll be some plasters you can use. Thank you. What's your name, by the way? I forgot to ask. Does it matter? I'll be gone soon. I don't suppose we'll ever meet again. I know, but... I'm Lydia. Lydia Greenwood. Charmed, I'm sure. The name's Rayner. Pleased to meet you, Mr Rayner. Are you really, though? Am I not rather an inconvenience? The unexpected interloper who's added to your troubles in paradise? You won't give me a second thought once I've gone. Just another chance encounter, best forgotten. I get them every day out on the road. 
Well, that's very cynical. I prefer to call it plain speaking, which is what I thought you liked, isn't it? Excuse me, nature calls. In part one of Institute Destitute Substitute by Nigel Banks, the part of Linda was played by SJ Van and Colin by Nigel Banks. Recording effects and editing was done by Robbie Burgess. The play was produced by Nigel Banks. And this was a Revenge FM production. <laughs> <laughs>